I noticed that Zoom has these built in as well because I can see Bisma has a mask now as well, a very tame mask by comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Zoom has nice filters. Um, let me see if I can. I guess I won't have the one you have because I'd have to download it. Studio yeah. effects. Um, yeah, this only has. Okay, so it's not studio effects. It is. Um, well, I selected something and. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I guess this is the closest I can come to match your. <laughs> that works. Also, more than this application and the effects, I had to you know, put an effort for the hoodie. Still couldn't find the right one. It's purple. <laughs> I, I must say I have not seen many heists, so this looks as good as possible for me. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I'm distracted with the bag. I should have used this one for front stage and backstage. What a missed opportunity. Or I could use this for Netflix as well. Hmm. I can see now everyone is trying out the filters. <laughs> I'm talking about you, Minhu. And then this one's on it as well. Moid with his shades. Very nice. I, I would prefer Moid had the rectangular shaped ones. I don't think... The round ones suit you. I see we're going to have shades <laughs> on shades. Is that what you're reaching out for? Paradox of choice. Yes, indeed. There we go, Moid. Yeah, I don't think... <clears throat> okay, now we have two shades. There we go. Someone become a pirate. I can see your uh, song choice as well, Avir. I guess I should have played it at the start instead of Chenya Chenya. That would have set the tone. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We can always use it in the break. Yep. We definitely can. Uh, with this mask. Why don't you send everyone this mask and then they can all have that in the break. Uh, I think I just can't send the mask. Uh, application is Snap Camera. It's I see. So there's too much friction for everyone to download and install that app and then have it uh -huh. and not enough reward. And honestly, I had to uninstall and install it like four times before this class because it was every time I don't know if my laptop is so bad or the application is so bad. I appreciate your dedication to this. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys can show the same dedication uh, in your assignments as well. I don't have much hopes for that. Um, you saw the comic that I put up. Uh, here it is again. Now, so today we are going to talk about um, that third panel um, where he talks about our restraint has been overcome, yet I am not sad. So why is that? Um, that when we binge watch, it feels good. 
and yet we also regret it. Um, that's what we're going to do. But before that, some housekeeping, I want to show you uh, these important dates that I've put up on Slack. So tomorrow we have a guest speaker session with Zirik. I will send you what it's about, but in short, um, it's about many things, all of the things you guys asked for, and then a little bit more uh, about ethics when designing, about um, success metrics, what sort of metrics do um, product designers have, and then why do they build quote-unquote evil apps based on that. And then on the 14th, we have the review session, which Moid has asked me for you to please vote on this poll, only if you intend on attending the session. So do that. I would say do that now. Pull out your phones or wherever you're using this. Um, vote if you want to attend and are sure that you will attend. Um, and also put a reminder if you are interested on the guest speaker session here. And then on Sunday, you have the final project part one. So there is that. Um, and speaking of the final project part one, while I was researching for this class, I came across, uh, what did I come across? I came across this, which was Netflix's, Netflix's, that's a word and a half, Netflix's research methodology for a specific study. Um, I'm sure you can see some similarities between what we're do trying to do in this class and what they actually do in the field. Um, so they used secondary research, by which they mean existing data, to understand how people behave. And then they had qualitative research to back that up. So studies, usabilities, interviews, and then they did surveys to get some more validity for those things that they found. And then um, A-B testing, which we can't do obviously in this class. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing now. Um, is it considered bounded rebellion? I don't know. It's not very rebellious, but you're trying on a new identity for sure. Ali has the comic book effect. Yes, it depends and we don't know. I like Visma's pizza hat. That's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you probably wouldn't do that in real life. Um, get a mustache and just walk around. So yes, I suppose maybe. Um, are there any questions before we start about the class, about anything? Other than the one Minhal has asked. A very valid question, Mahir. Uh, why don't you start by answering? What time is the guest speaker session? He will be joining us at 7. So I hope to get done with this part of class, 6.45, 6.50, and take a short break, and then he'll come in at 7. Um, oh, you mean the Friday one, 10 p.m.? Uh, okay, now I have a question of my own. Um, how many of you read the article? It was five minutes, so. 
And I suppose we do have selection bias here. Um, I rarely ever get someone saying, no, I did not. And then, okay. So it, was a, it was a short one. I'm guessing everybody, most of them must have read it. Uh, I like your optimism. Okay, we have one. I didn't had an exam. Sakina. Yes. Um, you should try teaching after you graduate, whether it's um, seniors in college or fifth graders. Uh, you will be very disappointed if you assume that they will do what you ask them to do at all times. I have tutored some kids and I'm sure that is what happened. Yeah. Then you can relate to my sorrows. Um, okay. Uh, well, if you did do the article, what are they talking about? Um, <laughs> uh, you may or may not choose to respond as if anyone wants, privilege. yeah, if anyone wants to respond, that is okay. But then otherwise I will. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, how it's easy, psychology behind, so Bisma is literally quoting the title of the article. You don't even have to click the link, it's in the URL, the psychology of Netflix. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, I have issues with this article. The concepts that they've described are correct, but the way they're trying to fit them onto Netflix it's a bit iffy. Um, let's start with the first one. They talk about the reciprocity effect, which is well documented. Um, and essentially, the reciprocity effect is um, people like to reciprocate. If you do something, then they want to return the favor. Um, also, no slides today because it's a relatively shorter class. So we're going to be walking through the app more than actually having things on the board. Um, so I'm sure we can all relate to that. Someone does you a favor, you want to return that favor. Uh, how does that fit with Netflix? Their argument is that, oh, you show them the catalog of movies that you have, and then you know they return the favor by wanting to subscribe because I am giving you my time and money, show me what you have. Oh, you have all the selection, fine. I will give you my time and money then. Um, I, I feel very iffy about it. The way I think that um, it would be better phrased is that they're showing you the value that they offer. There is no psychology principle behind that. Uh, but they do talk about the choice paradox. Does anyone want to mention where the choice paradox came in with the first one? Laila, was that a hand? So um, initially they used to show all of the collection that they had, but then users would just browse and leave. So what they did is at the start tailoring what they would show and that there was an indication that we have more options, but they tailored them now. Right. And if we think about the jam study, um, we saw that when they had 24 jams on display, more people stopped. But when the time comes to actually buy it, six jams seem to be uh, the number with which more people actually buy it. So when Netflix is onboarding you, when they're telling you, hey, why don't you pay us $12 a month 
they want to show you all these options because right now you're at the shop window. And so showing all of those options um, in the background or whatever the two methods they try makes you want to stop and look at what this is. Oh, wow, I found that show that I always wanted to watch. It's there in the background and there's 30, 40, 50, 100 thumbnails alongside it. So it must be good. But when the point comes where you actually want to buy a subscription to Netflix, then you probably don't want to watch all 100 of those shows at the same time. You're limited it's to, to their advantage to limit you to a certain handful. Um, so I think that's where the reciprocity principle sort of applies. I'm not too sure why they chose to apply that there. I looked up the person who wrote the article, not very convinced about her psychology background, um, but we'll give her a pass because, you know, it's a decent article. Um, the second thing they talk about is uh, Visma says shade, but uh, one of the things that I haven't taught you enough, um, maybe in a different class, is to look at the source of some of the research and how it's being presented. And obviously the person writing, they have some sort of agenda. Um, and I don't mean agenda as in a bad word, KO propaganda or something, just that it pays to know who's writing it and why do they think the way that they do and what are they missing by not including this perspective because they're a marketer and they don't know how accounting works or they're an engineer and they don't know how design works. So pays to know why they're saying what they're saying. Then we have the cocktail party effect, which is the ability to, again, she did a poor job of explaining what it was, but thankfully that's why I'm here. I will tell you exactly what it is. Um, but before I do, does anyone else want to have a go at what it is? Did anyone Google it? Or did you just accept what she told you? Not you, Abir. I think you did because you had to for the notes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm wondering how many of you are Googling right now. Uh, At least okay. he accepted that what the article said. <laughs> what did the article say? Uh, you're more likely to interact with someone more so if they ask your name, your history, and hence they're engaged. Uh, okay, that's what the article says. Yes. Which is why, again, I have issues with this terrible definition. Um, but okay, we'll go with what the article says. Um, that's partially correct, but no. Uh, the cocktail party effect, as the name implies, is Imagine you're at a cocktail party and there's a ton of people there, hundreds of them, uh, and somehow you can listen to the conversation that's happening in front of you because this, those people are talking to you. Mia um, Sherazade has it correct. Um, so you can get rid of all the other external stimuli. There's music playing, there's hundreds of people talking, there's noise clinking of glasses, footsteps, all sorts of things going on, audio and visual but you are able to pick out the one thing that is relevant to you, personal relevancy, uh, and focus all of your attention on that one stimuli or stimulus because it's one of them. So um, 
we pay more attention to things that are personally relevant to us, um, such as a conversation at a party. And so what Netflix is doing, how they uh, introduce this in the article, is that Netflix recommends you things that it thinks that you are more likely to enjoy watching. So out of all those thousands or tens of thousands of shows, here are five that you might be interested in. Again, I'm, I struggle to draw the link between the two. It's not a very convincing link. I think that auntie has terms and then she made an attempt to connect them. Uh, but I can see where she's going with the personal relevancy part. It doesn't quite connect the way. Uh, but yeah, um, Alisa tries to give a more personalized experience. And let's talk more about that in a bit. Um, here's a stat that I found. More than 80% of Netflix customers watched. Uh, right, so Netflix says, and this is coming straight from them, that 80% of their customers watched shows that came through to them as a result of the recommendation engine, not someone searching for a specific piece of content. So people are watching what Netflix recommends to them and not necessarily going and typing in and then pulling it up. Um, and that's a very powerful external trigger. An internal trigger would be, I want to watch Money Heist. So I open Netflix, I type in Money Heist, I click the first episode, I play. An external trigger is Netflix saying, do you want to watch this show? And because you trust Netflix to give you personalized, relevant recommendations, you're like, sure. And then you click on it. Now, you didn't watch it because you wanted to watch it. You watched it because Netflix wants you to watch it. Hence the external trigger. Um, so that ability to personalize things so much that that external trigger becomes something actionable that you actually want to click on um, is one of the reasons why Netflix does this so well. And you can see that many of the, um, the companies that are doing well, Google, Facebook, Spotify, Netflix, they all have very, very, very good recommendation engines. They're offering the same service as other companies, but the data that they have with which they can present you with personalized recommendations is what gets you hooked onto them much quicker than an irrelevant recommendation. Um, the feature is top show in Pakistan. I opened Netflix today. That was not the top show that it showed me. So that's another interesting, uh, Oh, I thought the feature was the name of a show. I think you mean that there is a feature. I misread that. Uh, let's get to that. Um, and lastly, the third thing it talks about is idleness aversion. What do we think of that as a concept? Um, in short, it says that we avoid being idle. Busier people are happier people. Are you happier when you're busy or are you happier when you're idle? I think definitely stressed, but happier when busy. Because idleness me bohat fazul ki thoughts bhi aati hai, which leads to further sadness, anxiety, boredom, sab kuch. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the, the idle mind is devil's playground, which our parents yeah. like to drill into our heads uh, <laughs> almost simultaneously as we're listening to Chanya Chanya as well. Um, busy but need my breaks, don't we all, Mariam? Um, so with idleness aversion, they're saying that um, 
instead of you just looking at a screen and trying to decide what you want to watch, they start auto-playing trailers. So it's not a static image, it keeps moving, there's audio and visual, and so your eyes are drawn towards that motion and you're more likely to stay on that screen and find something you like. That was the article. Not very enjoyable, but I figured that it'd be a nice primer. Uh, but let's dig deeper into some of the things that they do. Uh, first of all, uh, pays to know, Netflix is very big on research. I just showed you some of the methods that they use, similar to what we're using in this class. Um, they also commissioned a study with a cultural anthropologist. Again, good news for HSS majors. There are jobs for everyone uh, who went into people's homes and uh, just observed how they interact with their televisions or how they look at entertainment. Um, so that tells you a little bit about the extent to which they're going to understand customer behavior and then to design for that behavior. Um, it's a fairly comprehensive report. Some of the highlights include that they think that 76% uh, of people reported binge watching as a welcome refuge from their busy lives. And 80% agreed that binge watching a TV show was more enjoyable than watching a single episode. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts about that. Is binge watching more enjoyable? Is binge watching a refuge from busyness? Uh, behavior can be altered, faked if someone's observing. Uh, excellent point, Hafsa. We will talk about that in the research methods class. And also you can ask Zirak about that in the guest lecture if you attend, because he does this for a living. Um, everyone binge watches like crazy. Uh, a disturbing amount of people in the reflection papers wrote that when they didn't have social media, they just hopped onto YouTube or Netflix to pass the time. Um, so kuch karna hai, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter if you have time to be productive. You want something to take your attention because being idle does not make you happy, at least according to the small sample size here. Uh, what else did they say in this study? Um, where we crave the long narratives that today's best TV series can provide. Instead of dealing with our life's stresses by zoning out, we'd rather become engrossed in an entirely different and fictional world. Um, so it, it provides an escape of sorts you don't want to think about work so that's why i think exams may everyone starts binge watching more because there's more to do and therefore more to ignore when you're binge watching uh, the headache nausea from watching it for four hours straight wow um, and then again you take four hours uh, you take four classes today hafsa so that's two into four eight hours of zoom um, and then you find time to binge watch series as well. I'd love to know what screen time numbers you're clocking up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. That's part two. Now, part three is looking at this through the um, hook model. And Abir has some... Um, version of that in her notes. Um, can you remind us what the hook model is, the four components? Um, should I do that or should I? 
I asked you someone. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So we had four parts of the hook model. Mm-hmm. Model. Um, the first one was trigger. So in case of Netflix, we have the trigger as boredom or anxiety or mm-hmm. just the tension from work that we have. Um, then that's, there's action. That's an internal trigger. If I'm bored or anxious, I want to open Netflix. There's also, also an Netflix trigger. sends those Netflix sends those um, notifications if you you're not there mm-hmm. for a few hours or days. episode mm-hmm. season is waiting and that that comes under external trigger. Uh, then there comes the action, and which is in this case watching a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Then comes the reward, which is the pleasure that you receive uh, from. Uh, watching those shows and then there's investment like in binge watching you're investing a lot of time in those shows that you're watching so basically it gets harder to give up if you've watched more than one two episodes and then you're like season <laughs> so that's investment and that's how hooks model uh, is applied to this binge watching behavior in, on netflix specifically if you talk about netflix right thanks for that. Um, so to recap that, there are internal and external triggers. Could be because you're bored or anxious, internal, or external when Netflix sends you a notification, an email, whatever, that there's a new video. Uh, the action of watching is super easy to take because it's one click. You click once and it starts. Um, and sometimes it's also no clicks because they have those auto-playing previews. So you don't even have to do anything and it starts playing every time you open it, um, autoplay, yes. Um, If you think about it from the MAO model, motivation, ability, opportunity, the ability and opportunity is so, so easy because, you know, it's one click that you can do at any point in time and not to mention the, uh, so autoplay is one thing and Netflix calls it postplay, which is the starting new episode thing at the end. So. We'll talk about that. Um, then the investment, as we said, is you've started once, you might as well continue. There's a curiosity gap. You want to know what's happening. Cliffhanger here, resolve, kaise hua. Um, and so you keep on going on and on and on because every episode ends with a cliffhanger and you find the solution to that cliffhanger in the next episode and then that ends with a cliffhanger. So it's building up. And then, um, you know, that's, now you don't want to cancel the free trial you subscribe for because you're too invested in the whole thing um and that's how they get you uh we're doing this primarily with netflix a lot of these things apply to youtube as well uh autoplay is on by default um i wonder if you let's let's demonstrate that in a little bit um but one of the reasons why you should attend tomorrow's lecture uh, the guest speaker session is because Zirak is going to be talking about success metrics and one of YouTube's metrics in order to make money, they have to show people ads in order to show people more ads for more money. They have to have people spend more time on YouTube. The more videos you watch, the more opportunity for YouTube to show you ads. And so in order to get you to watch more videos, the defaults are placed in a way for you to do that. Autoplay is on by default. Side pay, sorry, videos are in here. 
uh, whenever a video ends, there's a whole host of triggers asking you to go on to the next video. When you open youtube.com, it's another wall of videos. More videos means more ads, means more money for YouTube. And you can see for a service that doesn't rely on ads for um, its revenue, such as Vimeo, you won't see any of these uh, design decisions. Vimeo is all about that one video and that's it because they make their money through people buying professional licenses to upload higher quality videos. Um, and so you can see how that money-making method, that success metric that compares Vimeo and YouTube is different. And so the decisions they take are different. Um, I think there's some interesting chat going on. I haven't been following. Um, so let us talk about Netflix and let me open Netflix. I had to borrow this from a friend because as you might have imagined, I don't have Netflix. Uh, I live under a rock. I would not dispute that. Um, so first of all, this is the uh, logged out screen that they were talking about. You can see the, the thumbnails um, that you can see behind them. Now, interestingly, this call to action, join the conversation, enter your email to create or restart a membership. Um, they're asking for your email upfront because they know once you put it in and you don't subscribe, they can target you again with more subscription emails. Come back, things like that. And then all these things. Now, uh, I hope his login information is saved here. Oh, it is. There we go. I'm opening this in the, uh, what's the thing, the private browsing thing, so I can show you how it looks like logged out. So this is him and his family. This is his niece with the kids account. Um, let's see how they do it um, when you start. So now it was very easy to make a profile, literally two taps. Uh, I'm sorry, Hafsa, I missed the mappers part of things. Uh, now they're asking you to make an investment upfront. First of all, what languages are you watching with? Um, and that dictates personal relevancy. Again, uh, they want to localize that experience for you. Um, and it doesn't make sense to show people things that they can't understand. So we get the language part out of the way first. And then this thing. So choose your investment upfront. And once you, I select three of them, then they have enough to go on to recommend more shows. If they just threw me straight on the homepage, then I would be confused because it's a lot of things and I don't know which one to select. And then I close it because I get overwhelmed, paradox of choice, all those things. So they're like, no, we're going to show you a limited amount of movies and we're going to have you invest your time in this service before uh, labor effect, labor illusion. Yes. Um, what do we do? Also, notice how they use my name at the top, even as I scroll. So a lot of this is personalized, like Osama, they will use my name um, throughout the app instead of just 
saying choose three you like it's osama choose three you like uh, and that's not an accident uh, that's what the article is trying to say that using people's names helps um what are we selecting here i guess the social dilemma is an obvious thing yes minhal osama choose three you like indian matchmaking is indian matchmaking here there's no search bar here by the way so i'm restricted with what they're showing me and first of all notice that they're showing me bollywood and hollywood so it is uh, localized again relevant uh, indian matchmaking hai i didn't see it nahi hai acha hai yeah okay thank you um money heist i'll do that for a bit can i select more oh i can so it's three that i like but also i can select more than that uh stranger things friends we'll do you i haven't watched it but i hear it's creepy someone mentioned that um and surprisingly it's not an infinite amount they so they don't want you overwhelmed uh they don't want you to be overwhelmed this is your selection somehow their algorithm has determined that people will like 3 from these uh 100 i would say maybe um and then let us continue uh bojack horseman and mariam i don't think is for everyone so if they have to pick a 100 shows that they're fairly certain everyone will like i don't think bojack horseman would be one of them um there you go with the autoplay thing so I don't even have time to understand what I'm looking at. Queen's Gambit, kya hai? It just starts playing, and also the part of it that starts playing is probably something very intense. Um, they're not gonna show you a random scene. Uh, I don't know scenery and sunsets and landscapes. It's part like straight in the middle, uh, and I don't think these clips again are chosen by accident. They're being chosen by someone who thinks that this is the part. that most people will immediately want to watch uh, and autoplay is very annoying yes but that's part of the whole thing um then here top 10 in pakistan today again it's shaping my preferences i don't know what to watch let's see what everyone else is watching what is the word we use for that watch what pakistan is watching no it's not fomo uh bandwagon there we go um there is fomo as well bandwagoning is linked to fomo um to 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 do wow this is terrible um there we go yonras documentaries european movies tv comedies um top picks for osama let's let's open I don't know what do we want to open let's open indian matchmaking Sir I have a question for you this man already yeah. pucha tha वैसे mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Netflix and you don't like it and you don't watch shows what do you actually do in your free time You don't watch movies you don't watch shows you don't do anything <laughs> as such uh, It's a good question I often wonder the same uh I am not immune to these things. I just choose to waste my time in other ways. Uh, I'm not being super productive or anything. Uh, I'll have to think about <laughs> that question a little more. Maybe you can think about that after. 
class. Sure. Uh, all tech is bad. Uh, yes. I mean, I'm, there's some very annoying design decisions. Uh, the tech doesn't have to be good or bad. Uh, so we're not able to play WoW. I wonder why. Interesting. Um, but the uh, thing I wanted to show you after this was the autoplay thing. And what that does is increase the time you're spending watching Netflix. Because yes, I am using wireless. Hafsa. I, I think that's the <laughs> solution. That's the problem. Uh, I have. Yeah. No, I am using wireless. Um, so if you recall, we also studied the status quo bias or the default bias, which is that people like things to be the way they are. We choose whatever is default for us and autoplay is on by default. Uh, I checked and there is a way to turn it off in the settings, but how many people will go and make the effort to open the settings, find that setting and turn it off? A tiny fraction. Um, and that's because Netflix wants you to have this on by default because of all the things that we're, we've just talked about. And one of the things that does is without autoplay, the decision was, should I watch the next episode? Question mark. Now I have to choose, should I not watch the next episode because it's going to play in five seconds and I have five seconds to make that decision to not watch it. Otherwise I will have to watch it because of autoplay. Uh, same thing with YouTube. They've changed the choice that you have to make from should I watch it to should I not watch it. And most people will go with whatever the default is, the default bias. And the default is yes, watch it because more videos means more money means better metrics. And that is very evil if you think about it. Um, one of the most evil things you can do because it's a simple change. You change the yes and no, swap it around to no and yes. Going with the flow. The risk of losing is greater. Yeah, we don't feel like stopping because shuru ho hi gaya. Chalo, dekhi lete hain. Do minutes dekh liya hain. Baki chalis bhi kari lete hain. Kya jayega? Other than 40 minutes. Um, one of you, I forget who, and if you want to identify yourselves, by all means do so, uh, actually quoted a different section of the Irresistible book. I was very happy when I saw that. And they wrote in the reflection paper, uh, quoting from the book, of course, that uh, the doing must be easier than the thinking. So thinking about whether or not you want to watch the next episode is hard. But Netflix with the autoplay takes that choice out of your hands and it just does it. So the doing of watching the next episode is easier than thinking about whether or not you want to watch it. Um, yes, who was this smart dude? Um, someone read a chapter that I didn't assign. That's a big thing considering that you don't even read the five minute articles that I do assign. So whoever it was, please identify yourself if you want to. Zainab, uh, let's all appreciate Zainab for her uh, industriousness. Woo, Zainab. Where's the clapping emoji? And was like, there you go, Ali. Ali knew what was up. Uh, 
Uh, yes, and the others should take a leaf from Zainab's book. Uh, here's another thing I found. They changed, and YouTube did this as well, they changed the uh, rating system from five stars to thumbs up and thumbs down. Um, YouTube did the same, Netflix has done that as well. And um, what I have here is that it's hard for you to rate on a basis of five stars because then you're looking at um, whether or not the movie was good. You don't have to watch a good movie to enjoy that movie, right? So they changed that to thumbs up and thumbs down to make it easier. I don't have to choose between five options. I only have to choose between two. Um, I love the example that they use that uh, in shifting to uh, the thumbs up and thumbs down, Netflix acknowledged that while you may rate uh, leave your brains at the door Adam Sandler comedy only three stars, you still enjoy watching it. I think that's harsh on Adam Sandler comedies, uh, but it does require you to leave your brains at the door. There's no doubting that. So you might rate it three stars, but you still enjoy it. Um, and as much as you feel good about watching Schindler's List and give it five stars, it doesn't increase your overall enjoyment because it's a bit of a downer. Um, so when you change those options, you get more and more people to um, do the thumbs up and thumbs down and make a better recommendation engine. And a better recommendation engine means better quality uh, recommendations, which means more people watch what you're asking them to watch. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, here's a term. Let me type it out. A stopping cue. What do you think that means? A signal where to stop. Yeah, I think you got it the first time around. Yes time to move on or time to stop. Um, if you were watching television, the a TV series on actual TV, what is the stopping cue for you to stop watching? Time constraint, ads, headache, when the ads get too long, long breaks, all very good points. So there are stopping cues and could be different for different people. Show khatam ho gaya, agla shuru ho gaya, ad a gaya, all of those. Now Netflix doesn't have stopping cues, does it? Because there's no ads, so you can keep watching. When one show stops, the next one starts and you have five seconds to decide. You can even skip the intro and skip the credits. So you don't have to go through that one or two minutes of the credits and intro to decide, do I really want to do this? You can jump straight into the start of the next one. Um, so they've removed that as well. Ads uh, here. One of the other things they've removed is, um, what did I want to say here? I forget. Uh, just the interface, I guess I, I, um, I was reading an interview with the Netflix CEO, very interesting fellow, by the way. Uh, his name is Reed Hastings. And he said that uh, our biggest competitor isn't Disney or Amazon or HBO. It's sleep because people don't choose between 
Netflix and HBO. They choose between Netflix and sleep um, because it's about activities, not competitors like physical competitors. Um, and the thing with Netflix is if you're using Disney Plus or HBO or Amazon, you're using them specifically because you want to watch a certain show. And once you watch it, you're done with it. So if you want to watch um, Mulan, I guess that came out on Disney Plus, you're going on to Disney Plus typing Mulan and watching it and that's it. With Netflix, they have so many shows and a personalized recommendation engine. Um, now when you go there, you go there expecting Netflix to tell you what you should watch. So you just enter netflix.com and then you're like, entertain me. I demand entertainment. What do you have for me? And then Netflix says, well, we have all of these shows and you're like, cool. I want to watch whatever you show me because I trust you. Um, and again, that's super powerful. Um, and about that recommendation engine, by the way, uh, they don't look beyond genre. Here's, um, I'd like you to identify this term. So keyboard at the ready, especially Hafsa, who likes to be first and Minhil. Uh, it says that they look beyond just the genre to recommend you um, whatever movie or show. They identify similar characteristics, familiar plot lines or actors or directors that a user has shown an affinity to, to recommend titles they're more likely to watch. What is that? Familiarity bias. Um, yes. Thank you, Hafsa. It is that as well, uh, Sherezade. Uh, but also in this context, I was leaning towards Maya because again, familiar actors, different movie, familiar plot line, different show, and you want to watch more of that. Um, they have a few examples. They say that, uh, th these are all Marvel shows, uh, anti-heroes and moral ambiguity led viewers to watching Daredevil, sharp humor, strong female leads and dark crime draw viewers to Jessica Jones, dangerous worlds and complex consequences direct them to Luke Cage and edgy coming of age tales steer watchers to Marvel's Iron Fist. So this isn't simple recommendations. This is digging deep into what people want to do, what people want to watch. Uh, it's 650. Hmm. I think the last thing I want to talk about is that escapism, that continuous watching of things. Um, I think Kabir mentioned at the start um, that it's a continuous stream of dopamine. You watch it and you keep watching it because it feels good. Um, and that doesn't really solve the thing that you are escaping from. You still have the work that you are ignoring. Um, but because that drip feed of dopamine um, keeps you hooked onto the next episode and then the next one and then the next one, um, you're more likely to do it. We're going to talk a little more about how to avoid doing these things. Uh, but I found a very interesting um, idea that I would like to share with you. And then we'll take a break, um, which is this image here. Which image? Interesting. Oh, I got signed out.
but I will give you a oh no I didn't again bad zoom uh, dear lord I, I don't understand zoom <sighs> okay I think I have it now um, is this image here so this is from irresistible and he says this is how a normal episode is structured there's episode one there's a cliffhanger the cliffhanger is, is resolved at the start of episode two and then there's episode two and so what keeps you hooked is that cliffhanger because we want to know that resolution we want to know um, how the thing will end uh, it's not every Pakistani drama it's every TV show ever um, SN but here's the thing uh, what he recommends this is how they are structured he says that you can change your viewing behavior to be something like this so in when you're watching one episode you stop five minutes before the end because that's when the cliffhanger is and then for your next viewing period you start where you left off and then stop five minutes before um, and if that's difficult because it sounds ridiculous and you really really want to know how it resolves and he says you can do this where you watch the entire episode watch the first five minutes of the next episode and resolve that cliffhanger and then before the new uh, storyline develops you stop watching so just watch the first five minutes end it there um, yeah this my agree which is why he has this alternative as well and what that does is frees you from that curiosity gap uh, it wouldn't be satisfying I guess it would uh, depend on how badly you want to resolve this um, and my guess is nobody will do anything including me because it's counterintuitive but that's where we are um, let's pause here for six minutes uh, and then hopefully we'll have the guest lecture and might I uh, remind you all of the guest speakers who have come um, always ask if people will have their videos on because they appreciate not having to speak to a blank speak. zoom screen so if you can do that when he joins that would be great all right, let's meet in five minutes.